No, he's a. There's a card that does something similar. Is it Arnim Zola? No, it's not Arnim Zola. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you're thinking of. What? What's What's Wong's ability? On reveal, effects happen twice at this location. Well, you. Yeah, are. he's he's like a he's uh, a poor man's um, Odin. Yeah, no, I'd rather have Wong. I know he only costs four, which you know. Well, but I can then Wong, Black Panther, Arnim Zola, and I get four Black Panthers. Who all come in at double their power. Yes, yes. So, which, yeah. If you which, can, if you're at a lo- if you're somehow at a location that doubles ongoing, it's quadruples power. Yeah, I mean, I generally try and play Forge before I play, right before I play Black Panther. Yeah, my trouble right now is I can get my uh, hand absolutely full. Yep. And I can get uh, Devil Dinosaur into play. Yep. Which he'll be seventeen power, and I can even uh, get an an Odin at, at at the same location right after that, and make him thirty four power. Or no, that doesn't work. Uh, what do I do? Onslaught. Is it onslaught? Yeah, it's onslaught. Yeah, yeah I don't have onslaught in a deck. I have Odin just because uh, Odin at least will do all the Sentinel and K- Cable and Moon Girl and all that stuff again right. to feed Collector, who might be taking the second yep. uh, path for me. So. Yeah, it, it's just frustrating because of that that um 32. I just I, I can't climb that cuz I keep getting beat down. Right. And I'm not noticing like when I need to leave or what. So but luckily that's not the place you get new cards. That's not the place you're looking to get all your new cards at. <laughs> yep. Because if it was, I'd have no new cards. Yeah. And I ended up spending the two ninety nine to get the variant of Captain America and the seven hundred gold. Yeah, that's a that's probably the best value. I was like, yeah, because um, those uh, XP chips or credits or whatever, yep. those things disappear real quick. Yep. So I wish I could afford some of the variants because I would love these Scotty Young, like Iron Fist, you know, yeah, like baby Iron Fist and baby, you know, all those like the variants. Yeah, some of the variants, like the pixel ones, I'm like, yeah, you can keep it. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't like this Odin variant that they're showing. He's riding a horse that has four legs. I'm like, that's stupid. 
Selefliam, or however the fuck you say Odin's horse's name, has six legs. Yeah. Two in the back, four in the front. For no other reason than why not? <laughs> Pretty much. But no, I, I got a ton of cards, and I got some good ones. I have some favorites. The last one I got is Ebony Maw, which... He is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I just don't know where best to use him or... And I hate drawing him on the fifth turn. Yeah. He so fucking pisses me off. I have... Well, I had two decks that I used Ebony Moyen for a long time. Um, one was a Kazar deck. And mm -hmm. um, just why not? Yeah, basically it was just every one drop Kazar and Blue Marvel. Um, and that... Oh, that so you just, you just flood the fucking... Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you die to Killmonger, but... You know, well, it, you could you could you could throw in armor in there and yeah, protect your your uh, you know whatever lane you want to win because yeah. with that it's kind of your choice. Um, but I used I used uh, Kazar pretty heavily up until I started running into Killmonger on the ladder. Yeah, I thought I had Killmonger, but I must not um, not have gotten him yet. I've played plenty of people with him. Yeah, but because my one of my favorite decks was like a weenie, like much like you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, but well, that's at least a, that's what I call it—a weenie. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. Uh. I really like cards like uh, Cable, Yondu, uh, Mantis, White Queen, stuff that like either destroys cards in their hand, uh, Scorpion, uh, or... So you, you like the deck I just shared in chat. Uh, I see. I hate Angela. Cave uh, uh, Scorpion armor. I don't have Baron Mordo, Shang Chi, or Agent Thirteen. Do you know what Mordo and Shang Chi do? I know what Shang Chi does. He kills anything. Uh, stuff that's over eight power, nine, nine or greater. Yeah, nine or greater. Yeah. Yeah, More he's he's the devil dinosaur anti. Yeah. Mordo well, so is, so so is uh, Enchantress though. Yeah, Mordo is a two cost three power. Your opponent draws a card. Set its cost to six. So it could be a six cost uh, cable. Ice. Yeah, or cable. Yeah, yeah. That deck is just like I don't play that deck when I'm trying to climb the ladder like if i'm just bored and just you know killing time i'll play that and just fucking troll people because that's all that deck does yeah i my deck that is 
similar to that. We're recording or we're, we're on live. We're live, right? Yeah. have been for a while. I figured. Um, my deck that is, it's Korg, Nightcrawler, Yondu, Angela, or yeah, Ange- Angela, uh, Cable, Scarlet Witch, Wolfsbane, Cosmo, Enchantress, Jessica Jones, White Tiger, and Odin. Okay. So it's not quite as hateful as that one. Right. But with Cosmo and Enchantress, it oh, can be. Yeah, you just you're you're just being a dick. Yeah, you're basically saying yeah, your deck doesn't work here, or it doesn't work here, depending on which way you built your deck. Right. Yeah, learning the pitfalls and strengths of ongoing versus on reveal is the entire game. Because once you realize, it took me the longest time to re- realize whose cards revealed first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck? I keep playing my damn Electra and there's no target. You know, yep. like, what the fuck? And then I realized, oh, the highlight says whose card's going to turn over first. Yep. So if my, if I'm not. If I'm highlighted, then I play my Electro where I want to kill something, not where I want to hope he plays something. Right. You probably and don't have stuff to build a I, discard deck, do you? A discard deck? Yeah. No, I have a destruction deck. Okay. Angel, Nightcrawler, Nova, Blade, Carnage, Colossus, Wolverine. Lady Sif, Deathlock, Swordmaster, Spider-Woman, and Apocalypse. Yep. It destroys my own deck. Yep. Yeah, no, that's... So eventually you'll end up with enough cards that you don't have to mix Destruction and Discard, and you can just play either Destruction or Discard. Well, Um, this one doesn't discard it's just Destruction, but the problem is I end up drawing one card at a time and not being able to like I'll play Swordmaster and he'll kill my Spider Woman. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll play Swordmaster. You know, Sif is the only one I can rely reliably count on to kill Apocalypse. Right. So once you get Wolverine, Morbius, um Morbius. Colleen, Do I have Morbius? Colleen Wig or Wing. Wing. Um, Dracula. I did get Hobgoblin. <laughs> Wait until you get Green Goblin. Well, Green Goblin's just cheaper, right? Yes. Green Goblin is infinitely more playable. Well, yeah, you can play him earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's 3-3, three, three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like turn 3, dropping Green Goblin, and then turn 4, dropping... Um, Storm and someone else at the same location. And just watching your opponent retreat. Yeah, I I just... Um, yes, yeah, see, that, like, snapping and then getting them to retreat seems to be the tech play. 
Because once they snap back, their retreat costs them two, right? Yes. Or yeah. if they snap back, you snap, and they snap again, it'll cost them four. Yeah. So if, if you can lull them into some kind of uh, security and then make them realize they never had a chance, that's, that's the rudeness. Um, you said we were recording. Did, was I talking about the strip when we were recording? No. Okay. Is Spitz Hot Fire here? God, I hope not. You hope not? I hope not. Okay. Why? Do we not like Dylan? I uh, do. No. I, I just, I, I feel like I, I would hate to, I would hate to lose one of the hosts to the conversation. I'm used to us losing viewers and listeners to, to the conversation, but. I don't want to lose. You don't like the conversation. It's not that I don't like the conversation. It's that I can now quantifiably say we lose people when the talk turns to Marvel games. Oh, okay. I mean, we can be done talking about Snap. So did everyone get the chance to watch the bullet train? No. Oh man, I'm gonna have to watch it by myself. So, oh, Karen said she tried to watch it a couple times and keeps falling asleep. I'm like, how can you fall asleep? I mean, yeah, I, when, I, I I get it. The 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 banter between some of the characters is probably not her, you know, her thing. But uh, that's what makes makes the movie for me. It was funny. Uh, the first time we watched, we tried to watch it. Neither of us could stay awake. Uh, the second time I decided to watch it, I actually started it later in the evening on a different night. Neither one of us dozed at all. Uh, and we were like fully aware and just ha happily laughing through a vast majority of it. Okay. It's, it's, oh, it's a delight. I mean, the people that just, bitch about it, I don't understand. It is I'm just, like, it's silly fun. It, it is. Uh, I love this current state of Brad Pitt's career. This, uh, I don't need to be the sex symbol. I can just be the idiot. <laughs> and that works for me. Yeah, but he's still pretty hot as the idiot. He is still pretty hot. I, I mean, I, 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 well, don't, don't get me wrong. Yes, he's, he's not uh, anything sad or anything, but... Uh, he he does do idiot pretty well. Yeah, we and the the uh, voice cameo, his handler. Yeah, I I pegged that I pegged that from the beginning. That that's who uh, it was. Yeah, I I knew exactly who it was. Okay, I I didn't. I was like, I know that voice, but I I cannot cannot picture the picture who it is. The uh, the other cameo, the two hundred dollars one, <laughs> fucking loved it. That was so Absolutely, that was so, so stupid. Fucking loved it. Uh, I, I love that the whole movie hinged on that. Hinged on it. What do you mean? It the whole movie hinges on that character. 
Why? Because he called in sick. <laughs> Unless we're thinking of a different cameo. No, I'm the cameo Channing Tatum. Oh, okay. We are thinking of different cameos. Yes, uh, that cameo. Want to make a quick $100? Uh, is this a sex thing? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was weirdly into that, I, which was a yeah. perspective I did not <laughs> think that was going to go. Later, later, later. I love an accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a, that's so weird. Oh, God. Well, it's, it's funny because uh, there was a movie that... Um, Brad Pitt was a cameo in and arguably stole the show that the two main actors of that movie cameo in this. Hmm. Also a Netflix movie. Uh, the other one. Yeah. I don't know if you... I don't want to spoil it by, uh, I've already said Channing Tatum. So, uh, uh, that doesn't spoil anything. Cause that's still delightful when that happens. Yeah. I, was, uh, I, I like wouldn't, when, when they first showed him, I'm like, Oh, okay. I wonder what sort of weirdo he is. Cause I fully expect American I, on a Japanese yeah, bullet train. I, I just, I expected him to be another player in what was going on. Oh, absolutely not. No. And then, oh, yeah, no, that was not the case at all. He was still a weirdo, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Uh, glad I uh, I caught it. I was happy when I saw it in uh, as a new movie last week. Because um, I had wanted to, see, wanted to see it when it was in theaters. Uh, I'm like, that looks fun. Uh, that looks, you know, just, it's, it's very reminiscent of the ensemble movies like Snatch and, and whatnot, where it's just a bunch of characters. They all have their own storyline and, you know, you don't really know how this is going to pan out to the end. Snatch, Pulp Fiction, Two Days in the Valley. Yeah. But, it yeah. doesn't have that 90s feel, but... No, this is very modern, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, there, are some, there are some questionable physics uh, in, in this. Uh, yeah. Very much uh, uh, how somebody could uh, leap while standing on the outside of a bullet train and actually move forward. That seemed... Yeah. Strange. But uh, I, I, I will allow it. I will. I will allow it. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's like the the weirdest physics thing I saw was the when it, when the the train is going one direction in in a not not positive fashion, uh, and people are flying opposite directions, and they just yes. sort of, and they just sort of fly past each other. And, and the, the 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 weird stares, like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it was. There were parts that were absolutely intentionally ridiculous. Yeah, I but gonna, I think I'm going to track down the book. 
It's a book. It's basic. I cannot imagine reading it. It's an adaption of a book. Uh, and I think I'm going to track it down. I, I like, I like the, the boogeyman, the, uh, white death. Uh, yeah. I liked the, how everyone had a, had a relation to him in some way and had a story about him and stuff. That was kind of cool. I liked his reveal but, as well. Um, cause that, I mean, that in and of itself. Kind yeah. Of they kind of hit, they kind of hid that actor yeah. till, till, till the actual reveal, which was, which is kind of cool. Cause I, I like that actor. Uh, I think the first time I ever saw anything with him was, uh, I don't know if that's where he came from or started with, uh, it was boardwalk empire. And he was quite the creepy motherfucker in that. I've seen him in some a handful of other things. Yeah, I think post that show, he definitely uh, started getting a bunch of roles, and a lot of his his range definitely opened up. But no, the the cameo I was thinking of was the Carver. Yes, I I realized that when yeah, yeah. when you were I realize it now why you were saying the whole movie hinged on it. Yes, yeah, because which which was funny because I believe that's another traded cameo. I I think so, <clears throat> and that's a, been a while coming. Yeah, so that was just delightful. To, to see that so i don't know why uh, i appreciate that there's just a stable of actors out there who are just like hey you want to be in this movie for like five seconds and then they just keep and then they just keep repaying the favor back and forth <laughs> yeah you know, maybe and, and, they scale or or uh you know what was it a hand-delivered cup of starbucks was the cost for, for uh, some, for somebody, yeah. Was that Brad Pitt in Deadpool Two? Yes. It was a hand delivered cup of cup of Starbucks coffee. Nice. Doesn't need fucking money. I I think I think I, uh, I think Ryan Reynolds had to get the coffee too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I that would, that, that, that story, would just right? make it even yeah. a better story. so weird so last saturday was my uh company christmas party and i only bring that up because as we speak derby is upstairs setting up her new xbox <laughs> so it's the second xbox i've owned that i didn't pay for that i don't get to play yeah but who's the best dad um, I'd rather have a PlayStation. Um, I've invested too much money into the PlayStation I have. Um, you know, as far as like games I've purchased and yeah. whatnot. So it's not economical for me to switch systems at this point. Yeah. As much as I would have liked that system because it's the uh, S series or mm -hmm. Series S, which yeah. is. Completely a solid state drive 
no disk drive, every and basically trades all that. Uh, it has all the power of the Series X, but it doesn't have the disk drive. So it's like half the price, but you have to rebuy all your games. So like the perfect, it, it's like this generation of consoles. If you were going to go Xbox, that's the place to start, it seems. So if you don't have anything to, you know, oh, I, I want to play all these old games that I own. Well, if you don't have that. I made the decision in the Xbox 360 era that uh, it, that can only go one route because can only really afford to go one route uh, choice. Oh, not dual systems? Yeah, because up to that yeah. point, I'd been getting both of them, and then it was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. You can only, re like, you need to pick one. Uh, and I picked PlayStation and have been mostly happy with it. I mean, I, I still well, have... They both have their exclusives, but, you know... Well, it, almost all of, like, the new Xbox exclusives also end up on PC, so I can go that route. True. For something that I really want. Like, uh, like when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, because uh, Xbox bought Bethesda, uh, mm -hmm. when, like, the next... X, uh, when the next... Uh, Elder Scrolls comes out or the next Fallout, I'll have to get those yeah. on PC because those are games I'll I will absolutely want to play. Yeah. Well, it's funny how it I mean, I sat around it's uh call your number, go up and either open a wrapped GIF or steal one from somebody who who a gift that hasn't been already stolen twice. So my number comes up and I'm like Okay, I'll go open something. And I open this, I grab this box. It's fucking heavy as hell. I open it up and it is cast iron skillets. Uh, really nice three uh, three skillets and plus accessories, cast iron skillets. Okay, I'm interested. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, this, this isn't bad. You know, Karen's looking it up online like, oh, this is like $70. Like, at Kohl's or Target or whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then, like, one or two numbers later, my boss, Chris, comes over and says, do you want those? And I'm like, do you? I mean, are you, are you saying you want to steal them? And he's like, well, if you don't want them. And I'm like, dude, if you want them, take them. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is the game. So he took those, and I went up to the table, and I, I looked around, and I'm like, hmm. That looks interesting. I grab this box. I open it up. Xbox. Cool. Hey, sweet. I go sit down. Well, I'm not going to have this fucking long. Uh, no. Two or three numbers later, somebody steals the Xbox. And I'm like, fuck. And I go back up to the table and I look around. And I'm like, ooh, that's, that shoebox-shaped box looks familiar. Open it up. Oculus. I'm like, cool. Won't have this long. But at least I'm in the game still. I like how you play, sir. <laughs> at least I'm still in the game, you know. So uh, I uh, somebody steals that, and I end up stealing. Now I I in turn steal from someone else, 
and end up with AirPods. And then somebody steals those and I go and steal the Xbox. Nice. Because I realized it had one steal left on it. That is fucking tactical. Somebody had stole it from me and I stole it back and that makes it the second steal and that means no one, it's done, no one else can steal it. God damn it, that is a fucking beautifully tactical play. Well, I've done it for eight years now, so. I know, but like that's the kind of tactical play that your coworkers may not have been looking at. Oh no, everybody at the table is all like, okay, this, 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 uh, this that, oh, the iPad, oh, oh. there was, I think the the biggest ticket item of the night was a uh, gaming PC. Ooh, wow. I mean, not a, not a laptop, a gaming desktop PC. Okay. And I think somebody said that was like uh, 900 bucks. Yeah. So that sounds yeah, about right. Not, not the, not the top of line, but definitely uh I I think definitely that's uh it's and, and fully upgradable of. and whatnot. So that, that sounds yeah, that sounds about right. But uh Brad told me he uh, that Ben had gone, you know, that week, earlier that week, you know, they buy all the stuff. He had gone and dropped seven grand at Best Buy alone. So Jesus. That yeah, is he's, he it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean that's and and he buys all the shit gifts too. Like somebody left with a car detailing kit, you know, like turtle wax and whatnot. You know, not horrible, but you know, not an Xbox. And that's part of the fun. You know, okay. you never know what you're gonna get. You got, you got to play the game. You got to steal when you can. You know, don't go up and just open up a basket and then complain what was in it. If there was stuff to steal. Is when I got my stuff taken from me, I what's the next best thing on the list out there that has a steal left on it or two? Because that'll keep me in the game because someone will steal it from me and then I can go, you know, keep having turns. Because once you end up with a shit gift, you don't get any more, any more turns. But no, no, Darby's up there setting it up now. I go, I was just curious. I said you could have that, but it's still sitting there. Did you think you had to wait till Christmas? And she goes, well, I kind of thought. And I'm like, no, this isn't a Christmas gift. This is a, your sister usurped the other one. We have another one. This one's yours. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's technically a Christmas gift, but it's also three years later. <laughs> That's that's still really cool though. Yeah. Just means uh the next one I get to keep. <laughs> and uh so you think when my PlayStation 4 actually blows up because I bought it used and sometimes it sounds like it's trying to reach the outer atmosphere with That's that not fucking fan. That is not unique to you, sir. That is that is almost a, a joke in the PlayStation community. Okay, because Karen... It, I'll be, I'm sorry, it is a joke in the PlayStation community. I mean, the, my day's off. I'll be at home and, uh, you know, I'll turn the volume way down and I'll play something or, you know, just kind of screw around on 
And and Karen would be like, what the hell is wrong with that thing? I'm on the phone. Can you make that go quiet? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I, I Yeah, I've had those conversations as well. Is that is it supposed to sound like that? If there was a way have, for me to make it stop. I have a box fan on the floor right next to it, blowing into the back of it. Yeah trying to cool the fucker down so it won't do that but it just it has no effect yeah it doesn't that, matter. that even came up in a uh, ps5 upgrade game because uh, they uh, oh so the ps5 does it too no the ps5 doesn't do it that's why it came up uh so oh. it the game was uh, the witcher 3 which they just released a free at least i think it's free if you've got like got the game you can upgrade to the ps5 version so oh, okay. they were talking about how, like, if you engaged in these relatively mundane activities on the PS4, it sounded like your PS4 was getting getting prepped for takeoff, and you don't even notice when your PS5 does it. Because <laughs> it just processes it and, and does not need to turn on a fucking jet turbine. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But I, I assumed it was because it was getting old and it was about to die or something. Yep, that's a product of the machine. Uh, Chad, do you do anything interesting this weekend? I finished the IT crowd. Pretty good uh, series. Yeah. Fucking love it. The last few season or last season or what, kind of got weird, but... My favorite is, I think it's the season two premiere where they go to the play. Yes. The gay play called Gay. Yes. <laughs> and okay. they, all, they all end up having fucked up misadventures at the theater. <laughs> the part where she finally gives up, turns around to order a drink, and Moss is behind the counter. Yes, miss. <laughs> fucking lose my shit every time and all I have to do is look at the girls and say I'm disabled and they'll start laughing uh, how are you just leg disabled <laughs> how did it happen acid <laughs> just fucking brilliant show I'm sorry. I, that was it, your news, and I stole it. It took me like half the episode to realize that uh, the the countdown guy was Benedict Wong. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the street countdown. Was fucking glorious. That was so funny. I came here to do two things: <laughs> play countdown and drink milk. And I've just finished my milk. We actually uh, at work have a couple of guys that I feel accurately uh, reflect those characters. <laughs> the part where they get caught in the street with the bomb disposable robot. Yes. And they're like, what kind of operating system is it on? Windows Vista. We're going to die. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it trades on such, I mean, so much geek culture. It's just ridiculous. And that show 
made me appreciate Noel Fielding. Yes. Because uh, I really wasn't a fan until the IT crowd. And then I'm like, okay, I love this guy. Yeah. Uh, and no matter what I see him in now, I'm like, okay, I, I still love him. No matter how weird he is in, in Countdown or the big show, the, the game shows they have on British television yeah. uh, that I watch on YouTube. Um, cause he comes out dressed in a moo or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude's problem? He's just weird, but no, I, I love him. Not as much as, uh, Richard Iowati, but uh, Moss. Yeah. But yeah, that, that shows fucking great. And it, it's, it's, it's so great that it's no surprise that even with Richard Iowati, the, the American version failed so oh, horrifically. Oh, it was, it had, uh, uh, Joel McHale playing, uh, um, God, I can't remember the other character's name. Uh, Roy. Yeah. Wait, Joel McHale was Roy? Yeah. He might not have been named Roy, but that was his, his where he no. fit into that story. Who was the relationship manager? Um, I don't... Let me look it up. IT Crowd USA. IT crowd. Um, it's a blonde girl. I can tell that. Uh, stars. No, that's not her. Jessica St. Clair. I have no idea who that is. Um, you'd probably recognize her. I mean, she's been in a bunch of sitcom-y kind of things. She's a big voice actor, looks like. Uh, yeah, just a Pretty blonde girl, but uh, what was the guy in the closet's name? What was uh, Noel Fielding's character's name? Richmond. Richmond, yeah. It doesn't look they have a Richmond character. But, but yeah, Joel McHale, McHale played Roy... Richard Awati played Maurice Moss. But, yeah. It, there's no way it would have been ever even close to being as good as the original. Yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Just smart. The part where uh, 
Moss goes into Jen's office and she's like faking like she's on the phone or typing an email. And yeah. uh, and she's like uh, trying to do a power trip on him. So like, you know, hold up, wait, wait, wait. And then she says, yes, how can I help you? I just wanted to okay. wondered if you wanted me to hook my your computer up to the internet. <laughs> or they convinced her the, the internet was on loan. <laughs> From from the top of Big Ben, uh, was a little beeping box. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just sitting there as everybody freaks out. <laughs> oh shit! Such a good show. Such a smart show. Yeah, uh, and some of the characters, like uh, the boss. Uh, the original boss that jumps out the window. Yes. You know, he was, he was great. And then when the sun comes in, he's, that guy's just insane. That actor. Yeah. You know, which, you know, they're, it's like the same 30, 40 actors in British sitcoms and television shows. It seems like it's like they can only have so many. So, so you see the same people, but, it's still fucking hilarious. Oh. I watched a couple of documentaries. Um, yeah. Tried to watch. Uh, there's one on Netflix called The Texas Killing Fields. Texas Killing Field. I think I seen that. I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. It's so. Uh, boring. Yeah, and it's not because the story is boring. Like there is an, a very interesting true crime story there to be had. They just did not document it well. Okay. I feel oh. like there were a lot of overlapping stories. And Dylan's here. Got to the point where. I listened to the whole story and I didn't realize that they weren't talking about one of the girls that I was thinking they were right because it kind of bounces back and forth to different time periods, different girls, same thing. But like, yeah, it's just yeah. not, I, I'm glad they kept it to four episodes and didn't try and stretch it into some stupid 10 episode BS. Yeah. I watched the first two episodes and was like, okay, I'm done. Um, this, this is, this is paint drying. Um, I mean, I watched it all in one night because it was, you know, four and a half hours total. It, whatever. Yeah, maybe if I would have done that, like I would have finished it. It just just had it playing on in the background while you did something else. Yeah. Typically what I have going on from Sitting with the iPad in my lap while I occasionally look up and see that uh, Netflix wonders if I'm still watching something. <laughs> I watched the holiday special for like the 10th time. The uh, Guardians? Yeah, the only holiday special. 
yeah, that's. Uh... I I was going to start to watch Willow, but then I saw, um, Cherry Holkins, uh, post about it, and then their strip today, which uh, pretty much illustrates uh what is wrong with it um he he said something about uh willow is such a uh in his family growing up it was like actual legal tender as like clean your room and you can watch willow do this and you can watch you can watch willow do the you know it's like it's the thing they traded for him as a child to do stuff. Yeah. And he goes, it's such a part of his DNA because he's seen it so many times and he, he just loves the, loves the movie. Um, that there's a scene in the second, cause I guess it's a, a series. I didn't realize Willow was a series. I thought it was a movie, but there's a second, the start of the second episode. Um, makes him think that uh, the people who made the series never even watched a movie. Hmm. And their strip today, it's a Gabe slide. They're like sliding down the hill on sleds, which is kind of cool art. It's cute. But uh, Gabe is like, do I need to have seen Willow before I watch the series? And uh, Jerry says, no, you need to see Willow and not watch the series. That's the order of operations. And he's like, wait a second. You never watch. You've never saw Willow. And Gabe says, I'm not going to watch some tree movie. But yeah, he apparently uh, not a big fan. Someone who uh, is very much a fan of the original disappointed in what they've made. I can't speak one way or the other. I haven't seen it, but kind of makes me not want to watch it. Of course, I can't imagine Willow without Val Kilmer. I still have zero desire to watch it or the original. The original was great. I mean, for its time, it was, it was, you know, high fantasy kind of story, magic and evil and heroes, swords and sorcery kind of thing. Yeah. With the quality of what was out there at the time. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you've got a bunch of different shows out that are really good. So, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, time, it was good. It's like going back as an adult and watching The Dark Crystal again. You know, yeah, I it, it is what it's it is. Real fucked up. It, it is kind of fucked up. Like but that is a super I, I still, fucked up movie. Jim Henson I, had some demons. Yes, <laughs> he he wasn't all happy fraggle rocks because he had some dark shit going on in that. But I watched about. 15 minutes of the Dark Crystal series that they did a, a year or two ago. 
And I'm like, I can't do this. This is wrong. This is not right. <laughs> I couldn't get into it at all. And I fucking loved the Dark Crystal when I was a kid. I love the whole mythology of the, the creatures that basically fucked with shit they thought they owned and screwed themselves. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I dug it. But yeah, yeah, sometimes you can't go back. Sometimes some of the things you absolutely loved uh, just don't hold up. Cough, cough, a new hope, cough, cough. You don't think the new, a new hope holds up? If I'm going to sit down to watch a Star Wars movie, that's the last one I'm turning on. Why? The look. I mean, I you I don't never, like Brawless, uh Carrie Fisher running around in a no. I'm okay. Slip. I'm okay. <laughs> no, uh, like the first time that I noticed that the movie was was low budget like let's let's not yeah they didn't give him anything to make it yeah um was when i looked at darth vader's helmet in that movie and i realized that the sculpt job on the face was just awful it is not symmetrical there are significant uh quality issues in the finish on it i was like wow um that killed my childhood yeah see when i was a kid that was not the details i was noticing right me either but as you know, the- that, it was it was the uh the one scene where you see the ships flying through the sky and you see that flash of green square around it yeah that is the the film being laid on film, laid on film, laid on film. Uh, it's that stuff that, uh, that like, what is that? And in my childhood rationale uh, said, Oh, that's the shields on the ship, you know? Right. Which is not what it is, but you know, you can convince yourself of many things. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I I can see your point. Yeah, I mean, I I've long said that you know, from a purely biased my opinion standpoint, Jedi is my favorite of the original. Three. Well, that was your introduction to it, wasn't it? Yeah, you had seen the others. What VHS or I had not seen any of them at that point. Okay, I was I was a little kid going to the theater for the very time. My first theater uh, experience with uh, Star Wars was Empire. Yeah, like I, you know, there's, there is that hold on my brain from the nostalgia of seeing Jedi in the theater as a little kid. You know, I, and I recognize that I recognize that, you know, if we're, if we're being unbiased, 
Empire is probably the best of the three. There was a comedian talking about world wars, and he was <laughs> he was bringing that up. He's like, I can't wait for World War Three. You know, I can't wait for him to finish out the trilogy. You know, the first one turned heads. Everybody loved it. You know, some hardcore, you know, sycophant fans will say the second one was the best. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is not a wrong assessment. I mean, I think the third one is going to catch a lot of people by surprise. Yeah. So how quick it shows up? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of main character death in the third one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can hope. So, Chad, I'm going to guess you you have no idea what Dylan and I talked about on Monday. Is that an accurate statement? I didn't tune in. I I did not listen. I uh, I was not feeling well. Okay, so you don't know either. No. Fantastic. I don't know that we actually had anybody watching, so I'll tell the story again. Uh, the boy played D&D this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Boys. The, this past weekend. Uh, the girls didn't play. Why? Because, uh, frankly, they've been buttholes for the past couple of weeks, and I was just not not going to force them into something that they were didn't seem all that into in the first place. Okay. Nicole played, though. Okay. Um, it was a good time. Fun yeah? was had by all. Yes. Uh, cool. Death Mode, the Goblin saw much success. Death yeah. Mode. Yes. The Goblin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he settled on for a backstory because I was like, hey, I'm going to be a little fiddly here to work out an introduction for you guys to make things a little easier. And we kept Nicole as... Uh, she just played the second level bard that she already had. Okay. So she was a second level bard. He was a first level fighter. Okay. Um, you know what's really fucked up? Um, the way we do crits at our table at first level uh, is fucking fatal. <laughs> yes. Or Shit. <laughs> yeah. Were you not rolling behind a screen? Oh, no, I was. <laughs> I was. Let's be clear, I was. Because uh, nobody died. Oh, man. But it was real, like, it was real bad. Did uh, Death Mode kill the bard? Death Mode did not kill the bard. Uh, so here, I'll, just, I'll run you through the adventure. Because uh, it, it was simple. We only played for like two hours. Maybe an maybe hour and a half. Enough to have a little combat do some other like social situation roles and some perception checks. Okay. Setting the foundation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're traveling together in the desert because the deserts where people go to get away from 
society in our world. That's where everybody runs away to. I mean, we've established that's where people run run the fuck off to. Yep. Uh, and so they're just both down there, just trying to vibe and live their lives. Uh, and fools, right? Uh, and you know, keeping with the continuity, uh, Indigo, the Bards, uh, companions, kind of buggered off because they had some other shit, shit or other to do. Uh, that way, if the girls decide they want to come back later, we have narratively worked that in. Um. And so they just decided to partner up, you know, because safety in numbers. Um, and that's how they've been traveling. Uh, they come across... Uh, this one comes from Payday's Journal, uh, but neither of them read Payday's Journal, which makes me both sad and happy at the same time because I got to reuse it. So they come upon uh, a dwarf in a broke-down wagon uh, who's uh, just distraught because... Well, for some reason that they ultimately find out was his horse was stolen uh, by a uh, by a trio, uh, and he's like, "They look like you," to Deathmote the Goblin, and the boy can't put it together. He's like, "Okay, describe what they looked like," and I'm like, "Okay, they were short and they were green, and unlike you, they didn't have black hair." He's like, man, I wonder what they were. <laughs> Don't we all? Like, yeah, buddy, it's a real fucking mystery. Uh, so, <clears throat> so they keep going and they follow the they follow the trail that was left by these absolute mystery trio who absconded with the horse. <clears throat> Eventually, uh coming upon them out in the open desert in this is what this is this is all key information here it's open desert there are really i there wasn't vegetation or anything where they were it's essentially just open lightly hilly area okay i want to sneak up on them and slit all their throats okay buddy uh, um mm -hmm. that's not quite how that works but i love your enthusiasm um you could attempt to sneak far up on be them. it for me to stifle the murderous <laughs> intent yeah but like, uh i mean can i, I paint you a picture yeah, of, I was, yeah so, you're walking down a non-detailed hallway uh wearing tap dance shoes what do you think your chances are sneaking up on this person? Well, he rolled he rolled like a twenty-four. So holy fuck. So yeah, and their perception is garbage, and they I'm not shitting you all rolled six. For perception or initiative? For perception. Okay. And I had told him, I was like, listen, if you want to try and sneak up on him, you can. I mean, it's daylight in the desert. He did not put together what that could possibly mean. I'm like, he, okay, man, make your roll. And just fucking he hit in a mirage. Yeah. He's like, fucking 24. Cool. Um, yeah. You, I was like, and if you can sneak up on them, I will let you attack one of them and it'll be with advantage. So he sneaks up on the one that appears to be the leader because it's barking shit at the other two. 
Uh, he sneaks up on that guy and he attacks and he rolls his two dice and he rolls a natural one and a natural 20. <laughs> in, in full bookman fashion and full yeah in full bookman fashion like his first his first role in a combat in D D is about as interesting an advantage role as you could get i took a picture of it but uh, so well, uh, that's that's how you get them youngins hooked yeah, you give them a, a crit for free mm-hmm. well and that's like <laughs> And then, like, the fight starts going back and forth, and Nicole starts making tactical choices that she didn't understand were tactical choices when she made them. Uh, because they're aggressive. It was two, it was the two of them versus two regular goblins and a goblin boss, which is a, a reasonable challenge for a couple first level characters. I would, uh, I would agree. Because the goblin boss, he has multi-attack, even though the second attack's at disadvantage. It's a cool mechanic. I know. I was like, well, how have I never noticed this before? That's really fucking cool. Uh, because he's he's such a that's, low That's level. a nice balancing mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like his attack on its own doesn't do a ton of damage. It's 1d6 plus 2, which is like, that's perfect for like a good hard hit on first level but you know generally not gonna not gonna be fatal unless they critically hit and use the system for crits that we use which they did on a disadvantage roll of course because why the they fuck rolled would two he? 20s yeah mother time I, to change out those dice huh i already had but so the two of the two of the three goblins, I went ahead and gave them all three separate initiatives because it's a, it was a small enough combat. I wanted to have a few more moving parts, see if I could make it interesting for the for the players. So, uh, two of them went before uh, Nicole and and Theo, uh, and then the one went after. And so Nicole on her first turn. Uh, we talked through what some of her spells did and what she could use that wouldn't expend any resources. And so she decided on vicious mockery. And I was like, vicious mockery does this. And she's like, okay, I want to do that. And I'm like, cool. Which one are you targeting? I was like, there's two that have gone before you and one that hasn't yet. She's like, I'm going to go after the one that hasn't yet. Tactical. Right. But she didn't put together that that was a tactical decision. Like she, she knew that it imposed the disadvantage on the attack roll, but didn't connect that with he's going to attack. So it, it, this is a way to protect, protect us. Like, so I, I, I pointed that out and kind of connected those dots. And then she seemed like she was on the lookout for it. Uh, and then there was some back and forth in the combat and it looked real scary for a minute there <laughs> like real scary um and about the only thing that kept key, uh kept the boy alive is before we started playing and for like a whole week leading up to it he was just like you're gonna let me have a magic shield right you're gonna let me have a magic shield so i can have a magic shield here i drew what my magic shield looks like 
I got a magic, <laughs> I have a magic shield, right? Like he did the Ray thing where he just willed it into being. I do not do that. Dude, you cast spells in savage worlds that don't even fucking exist. Yes, but that's the fault of the DM not knowing they don't exist. Exactly. So uh, but you I, I can't like, help that he didn't know that Find Secret Doors wasn't a spell. Yeah, but you manifest this shit. Like you manifest this shit. You bring it into like you bring it into being by willing it. And that's so, the magic of playing D and D or Savage Worlds in this case. You say, I do this, wait for their reaction. If they think you're really doing that in game, then that's real life magic. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, okay. the the end, the end result is that I ended up giving the boy a magic shield. Uh, that's life imitating art. And it like, <laughs> I it's maybe a a higher level powered, uh, uh, a, like a higher tier sort of magic. He's Magical. hanging out with a level two bard. He's got connections. I mean, it's a plus one shield. Oh, pfft. but that plus one made mm. all the difference. That could be an heirloom. That could be an heirloom. Uh, well, no, it's cursed. I, I was like, oh, it's cursed. Nice. I was like, I was like, here's the thing: you have a plus one from your shield, so go ahead and adjust your armor class so that when you're using your shield, and at first level in leather armor with his shield, that's plus one. His Armor class is 19. That's pretty good. That's damn good. Uh, yeah. yeah, he went He went dex-based fighter uh, because he wants to use hand crossbows and shields. Which I, okay. I fully respect. Uh, and he got to use second wind in the fight. Actually, he had to use second wind or he would have died. Um, Was he second level? No. Second wind is a first level ability. Oh, it is? Fuck! Uh, no, I thought it was. I thought uh, it was action uh, second. Surge second level. Ah, second win is the heal. Yes. I was thinking action search. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he had to do the self heal. Uh, <laughs> Nicole had to throw out. Uh, Crits happen, motherfucker. Yeah, Nicole had to throw out a heal as well because he. Thankfully, she was second level. If she had been first level, uh, the fight would have gone completely differently because one or both of them would have gone down. Kind of overestimated their capability? Uh, no. There were, like... The goblins kept making their fucking saves. <laughs> like, the first one failed his save, which was great. And then she went through two more rounds using the same tactic because it was like, cool, that protected us a little bit. And then the next two times it didn't do dick. And she's like, okay, I'm done with that. I What else, what else do I have that I can use? And so we looked at her at her sheet and went through her offensive capabilities. And she also first level as uh, as a uh, Genasi uh, fire Genasi specifically. They start with produce flame. Okay. Yeah. So she used produce flame to throw a little fireball at one of the goblins because that's the other thing that produce flame does. It doesn't just make a torch. You could fucking throw it. Uh, and it does decent damage. So that was what she did. That works. And then uh, and then they searched the bodies, and I, I used the same fucking rules that we use. 
like all throughout like for the encounters and for like for loot and for attack rolls i use the same shit we use whenever we play at our table and so for each of the three dead things there's a 10 percent chance and so they found a uh, scroll case with a uh, level two spell in it. Uh, what did it end up being? Scorching Ray. Nice. Then I got a little fiddly with things. I was like, here's the deal. Uh, if you, if, uh, I was like, if you wanted, this is a spell that you could learn. Uh, and I, we could work out a way that you could learn it from the scroll if you wanted, uh, or it's a one shot. I'm trying to give them interesting options because I don't know if the girls are ever going to play, but I know the boy is going to play again because he absolutely like by the end, he was at, he was thoroughly enraptured. Like he was, he was very much in that Hux mindset when we were when we were down and playing with the boys you can get orphaned a few more times yeah i didn't i didn't even let him go to I'm get like, orphaned i'm like jesus um, christ dude like stop it and then the king adopted me yeah and then i killed the king no the king no, and then the citizens killed kicked me out because it's like a nine, it's it's like a nine step deep revenge plot. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck. That's insanity. Oh, but yeah. Since then, he has, uh, he has done, not quite daily. But almost. When can we play again? He said yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna play with the kids next week, maybe. Yeah. I decided I took off Thursday, Friday next week because they're off school. Nice. And, yeah. yeah, I'm off well. all next week. Um, yeah, I'm off the whole week after that. I just took the Thursday, Friday leading into it as well now. So okay. eleven straight days. Would be weird. Yeah. Sorry, but uh, it, he the, the the first time he said, when can we play again? I was like, here's what we'll do. We'll all look at our calendars and we'll plan on a day that we can get together and then we'll all bail last minute because something came up. <laughs> he should have the real D&D. Yes. I, uh, Nicole even picked up on that and she's like, oh, we're doing that. <laughs> May as well show him how it really works. Might as well. Well, yeah, I had to get him hooked on the game first. Yeah, because get him jonesing. Yeah, because the I mean the actual heartbreak comes from oh we can't play tonight because people can't come. But not us, because you know we're hardcore. And we plan effectively. Huh, okay, so I went to a. Uh, Yeah, we've got time for this. I went to a... Uh, so the boy had his concert last night. Um, his winter concert. Christmas. Yeah. Um, Mara also had a swim meet at the same time. Um, she had a swim meet tonight as well. Uh, so 
we opted to, uh, I mean, the concert is, a uh, like the, the, probably it for the year or maybe till the spring. So, so that was what we went to. Um, I took some notes. <laughs> it I'm was, afraid. it was held in the same auditorium that the spelling bee was. That's a callback. So I think year one. Okay. Do you not remember the spelling bee? Uh, not really, no. Uh, I, I took notes and did the play-by-play on how it all went down. Ah. Now you're remembering. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I am. All right. So... Uh, and all of the, the, my notes go in order, uh, and I had to write them in code, uh, because I had my phone out and I was taking notes at, uh, at a children's concert. And if anybody saw what I was typing, I didn't want them to immediately get offended. Okay. Because the end result of this is I talk shit about a lot of children. I actually removed one, um, because what I thought was a stylistic choice was not a stylistic choice. Like I thought the a little kid had chosen a specific look on purpose and it was a style choice and it was not a style choice. I was just an asshole. You're always an asshole. But yeah, but, but Way. hold on. This should tell you something that crossed a line that I was not willing to cross. So your comment was racist? It was not. It was culturist. I will tell you guys when we are no longer when we are no longer broadcasting. (laughs) Okay. Uh so the show opens problem bingo here. Yeah, so the show opens with a medley being sung by a bunch of people. There's a girl in a white dress. She is in the middle, equidistant. (laughs) the two mics that they've got on stage and back a little. She is absolutely the farthest person from these mics. Why, I wonder. Is it because she is that terrible that they need to keep her far enough from the mics that they don't pick her up? And they just, they put her back there and tell her sing soft? It's okay, we'll find out later. We circle back to her. Uh, The principal was doing like his best 70s dad cosplay. Like he's wearing like the suit and he looks like he's just come from the office and he's got these big fucking mutton chop sideburns. Okay. So many sequins. Just, just a fucking terrifying amount of sequins. Some of the smaller children, like their entire outfit were outfits were covered in sequins like it just a disgusting amount of sequins were present at this event then there was when the then there was when the third graders were up and uh my note here is young resident alien um there was a little boy he was in uh, khaki pants and a plaid shirt and he was kind of dancing around during one of the songs, and he was clearly getting used to being in a people suit. Okay. Because it was not something he was, it was obviously not something that he was familiar with. 
I was trying to subtly get Nicole to see the, see the kid, to remember him. And, uh, and then she starts talking loud enough that the people around us could hear, which was what I was trying to avoid because his mom was directly in front of us. Okay. Thankfully, nothing came about from that. Then there was Miami Vice kid suit. So, God, I can taste that. Yeah, Ugh. he was like a sixth, he was like a maybe a sixth grader, and he was he looked like Jan Michael Vincent out of uh right. He was on Miami Vice, wasn't he? Am I thinking of the I right guy? Or am I thinking of Airwolf? Guy? Uh, I think you're thinking of Airwolf. Okay, I'm thinking of the no, black guy. No, uh, you're thinking the black guy on Miami Vice. Who was that? Tubbs. Sure. That kind Crockett of look. Tubs. <laughs> like, dude was wearing uh, like a, a blue suit, and it absolutely looked like he stepped right out of an episode of Miami Vice. Interesting. But he totally like it worked for him. It it didn't look out of place or comical. It was like he pulls that shit off. Uh, then there was uh, Theo dancing like just a random white background character. Uh, Theo if was dancing like that. If you've ever seen me dance, it's that. I've 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 paid a lot in therapy to forget that. Okay. Uh, then Theo was just randomly hamming it up for reasons I don't fully understand. Uh, mm -hmm. For reasons I'm, you don't talk about it, Mark. I'm also pray, hoping, and praying to the God that I'm not sure is there that uh, other people in the audience didn't see him pick his nose and put his finger <laughs> in his mouth. Oh, God. oh, man. Which brings us to my next concern. Because we're, we're in the back half of the show now. Uh, so they bring the, the bigger kids back out, the 7th and 8th graders, and they bring a bunch of the girls up front because they're going to do a dance number as part of this next song. That's creepy. Which leads me to question the practicality of dancing in high heels for a seventh or eighth grader because holy shit, that looked awkward as fuck. And it involves the girl from the very beginning. Who, as it happens, was like the tallest girl there. Which only comes into play because as a part of this dance routine, they generated a twins phenomenon because they placed her with the shortest girl as her partner. Which only made the difference that much more exaggerated. Now, uh, this song's still going on. There's a boy in the back. He's got longish kind of hair. He's in a zippered sort of a shirt. Uh, and he has peacock in his hair like he's in a goddamn shampoo commercial. Like, he's just fucking throwing it back. Sometimes with his hands, sometimes just, just tossing it back with just, like, shaking his head. Almost nonstop. I didn't see it at first. And then Nicole pointed it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then there is the eldritch horror of a children's Christmas event where the children, the children, mind you, chose this song. All I want for Christmas is you. 
<laughs> the eighth graders fucking voted for that song. A song that's even questionable at the end of Love Actually. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. So then they're getting everybody up on stage now for the finale. And uh, this is where I put my note. Classic classic Roman Torium and its guardian. Um, because uh, they're bringing all the kids up on stage and one of them just fucking throws up. Oh, that poor kid. I know. <laughs> I, felt, poor kid. I felt so bad for him. I didn't even see who did it. I just saw they ushered some kid off stage and then they moved a bunch of kindergartners in front of where the kid threw up. <laughs> like putting a like putting a bunch of tiny children in front of the vomit is going to make us forget that it happened. Yeah, Mike. No, it gets better because now they bring up, I think he's custodial staff, or he might have just been a parent, with some paper towels and a plastic bag, and he's up there now behind the kindergartners cleaning up the puke. And again, the kindergartners are this fucking grown-ass man's wall to make it so, like, we're not supposed to see the guy on stage on his fucking hands and knees cleaning up puke behind kindergartners it was absolutely surreal and no one fucking acknowledged it like everybody just pretended like it wasn't happening everyone involved with the production except for one kid who was like holding his nose everybody was just like fucking straight-faced and acting like nothing was nothing and it was part of the show Then we have the plot twist that I was not expecting. You remember that girl from the beginning that was all the way back from the mics and I was wondering what the fuck was going on with her? Was it because she couldn't sing? She has a fucking solo. No. And that was like the plot twist of plot twists because I did not see that coming. Then they bring... For all for for the handful of songs they had with solos, they bring all the kids up that are going to do a solo, and then into the mic they're like, "Hi, my name is Martha. I'll be singing a solo this evening." And then they just ran through all the kids that were going to do a solo, and that was how they introduced themselves. And I was like, "Oh, it, it's everybody's first time at AA." And you're gonna need a drink after all those solos. Yes. Oh, and then then came my moment of pride. Uh, because the music teacher uh, was just like, hey, Theo, you know, which was great because uh, it wasn't because he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. It was because he was fucking off. He was, just, he was just fucking right off. And so she's just like, Theo, what are you doing? Because he had three people in front of him. Throats. Yeah. Uh, and then it turned out he was like, you guys might want to, before we even left the house, he's like, you guys might want to take some tissues with you because uh, our last song might make you cry. And uh, we're just like, whatever. And uh, as it happens, he was like halfway right. I started to, I started to get a little bit, a little bit that direction uh, because it was old Lang sign. Okay. Uh, and they went through the, like all of it. Um, and yeah, uh, I just, I don't know the way they presented that. Uh, I don't, it, it was a little haunting and night in a, not, not in a nightmarish way.
Oh God, I've killed them all with my story. Nope, uh, uh, just okay. processing. <laughs> I was just waiting to hear if there was more. No, that's that's it. That's it. Then we uh, struggled to get to the car, uh, and I had Nicole bring me home so that I could do more work because it's fucking review season, and I hate review season uh, almost as much as I hate myself. I hate it so much. Like, it's review season. They know it's review season. They knew it was going to be review season, and they fucking scheduled a job fair today. Wow. Like, I've got my normal monthly shit to do. I've got reviews that still need done that we didn't get what we needed to, to finish them until real fucking last minute. They changed the due date and moved it up a day. I thought I had till the end of the day tomorrow, meaning I could bring it home and finish if I needed to and have changed it to close a business, which for the managers is like six o'clock. Or at least that's what they mean. Uh, and so now I'm fucking having to participate in this goddamn job fair because I'm told that the agent coachings I had set up for the afternoon, I now have to move because of the goddamn job fair. And I'm just sitting there the whole time, and I didn't say this, but it's like, it's not my fault. You people planned poorly. This is the yeah. worst fucking possible time for you guys to schedule a goddamn job fair. I did initially ignore the request to end what I was doing and participate. I still met with my person and then just let him leave early. Mainly because I don't want my boss to get an earful about my unwillingness to be a team player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Two Fools Rushing In. Um, I'm Jeff Bookman. I am a guy on a couch. I play in D&D for the first time. I'm going to go flip that goblin's throat. <laughs> Indeed. And with that, we'll be back next week, everybody. Uh, yeah. Be excellent to each other.